With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. your host Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. I just get tired of arguing the same argument every single you know, week. We talk about Calipari being a cheat. We talk about him not caring about the program. All he cares about is win. All he cares about is his endorsement deal. Go ahead. I, I heard a lot of background noise in the background. you got to turn them, turn the speakers down, Mike. I just, we've only been doing this for like five years now, and you're still using speakers. It's uh, Look. This is uh, the year of the Cardinal. The year of the Cardinal is still continuing. Everybody at home is watching Louisville on ESPN right now, taking on Central Florida, trying to go undefeated. you got to take one win at a time, and Central Florida is a respectable team. They're not a top team or a dominant, but they are respectable. should be a good game. But everybody, the world gets to see Teddy Bridgewater tonight in primetime. That's what I'm most excited about under the lights. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Red vs. Blue, high-stakes fantasy football, wherever you may be. Thanks for making us part of your knot. I'm Scott Atkins, team legacy in the world of high-stakes fantasy football and fan of the 2013 National Champion Louisville Cardinals. As always, unfortunately, joined by my big blue co-host from Brandenburg, Kentucky, Michael Trent. Mike, uh, Louisville up 7 to nothing on Central Florida, and uh, welcome to the program. I don't know. That's not enough. Uh, can I, can you hear me okay? I don't sound too bad, do I? I can hear you. Perfect. Uh, first off, great uh, great little uh, uh, camaraderie we had before the show. Uh, I wish all of you guys could have heard uh, Scott and I going at it left and right. It was Ali Fraser back and forth, back and forth. Uh, yeah, Lowell's winning seven to nothing. They need to pour it on, man. I took Lowell minus fourteen. They got to beat teams like this by more than fourteen. They got to be teams like this by 21. They got to, I mean, they got to have Bridgewater showcase himself. I'm not a Louisville fan, but I'm a Bridgewater fan big time. And let's let's showcase them. Do it. Well, it's going to be a better game than I think we uh, we thought it would be. I'm just watching the game here, trying to keep uh, posted, but we will keep uh, keep everybody up to date. Brothers Mayhem in the chat room, the crew here at Red versus Blue, some of the best minds in the world of high stakes fantasy football. Henry Muto. IPS driver, urinal mint. Uh, Henry is in the chat room saying Kentucky Wildcats ranked number one. Uh, that is true on uh, in, in the uh, in the basketball in the rankings. Uh, Kentucky is ranked number one based on this recruiting class. Blah blah blah. Better than the Fab Five. Blah blah blah. Calipari has to get them to win together, 
Uh, that's the that's yeah. the thing that they have to do. But this is not even basketball season yet, Mike. We should be talking football. Well, I know. Really can we really talk Kentucky football? No. Well, well, no. Well, we'll never talk Kentucky football. But I, but I will talk Kentucky basketball here for a second. Last year uh, they were ranked number two preseason, and uh, we saw what that got them uh, a first round NIT bounce. So. I don't pay too much attention to the uh, preseason. I mean, they've got the best recruiting class, this and that, blah, 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 until they hit the floor and until we come into January and February in basketball, then we'll see what happens. But I'm ready to talk, I'm ready to talk some football, Scott. we got a lot of things on the board, bub. We do. We do. We're going to uh, get started on uh, everything that we have here tonight. It is week seven of National Football League. I want to thank everybody for joining us. Or catching the podcast uh, later on when you uh, when you get up in the morning and what have you. Thank you for listening. Uh, it's a big week in uh, the fantasy football world championships where somebody uh, you know in that contest is going to win one hundred fifty thousand dollars this year. Roto Bowl contest, but our mid stakes contest, somebody's going to win twenty five grand this year. Big big league prizes. You win over twelve uh, five in the fantasy football world championship leagues, uh, twenty one fifty in the Roto Bowl leagues. Those are record league prizes that you can win in those contests. And, Mike, uh, David Hughes continues to lead the way at the Fantasy Football World Championship. He has the top two teams in the contest, and his third team that he entered this year, Mike, is in 12th. So he has three of the top 12 with two of the top two, and he's done it with the Denver Bronco players, Mike. Uh, That's how it's done with Peyton Manning, Julius Thomas, Moreno, and then he has uh, Welker in one, and then Demarius. Uh, and another, uh, when you have that many Broncos and you have some other good pieces all around it, uh, things tend to, to to break your way. He is doing it. Uh, he's doing it uh, convincingly. And, and so congratulations to David Hughes on this on this run. And it's not just our contest that he's doing it in. He's doing it in all of the big contests, Mike. I'm seeing his name everywhere. This could be a record-shattering year uh, for Mr. David Hello. Hughes out of, out of, uh, out of Indiana. Uh, now, John D'Izia, the Brotherhood, is number one in Roto Bowl. And he took over the top spot uh, this past week over, uh, again, pure strength. David Hughes is right there in the number three spot. And Brewers Bombers, who we had on the program uh, a couple of weeks back, he had dropped to 11th with a little bit of a down week. But John D'Izia posted 200 points last week, and it was a big week for him. So, you know, he's got to be excited uh, about getting going. And so just always well, want to give all of our listeners an update on those two contests, and then we will talk a little bit of Dynasty World Championship right after I hear from you. Yeah, uh, you, you know, one thing about it, Scott, is uh, this past week, t- if you score 200 points, that's a lot. It was a down uh, a down week for scoring. Uh, so uh, that's uh, that's pretty huge for, uh, for that team and his teams because, uh, as I was noticing uh, throughout – Every contest and every league I was in, it seemed like uh, 160, 170 points was a great week. But to score 200 was phenomenal. Uh, you know, your thoughts on that uh, on this past week, Scott? Yep, 200 is a very big week uh, for last week. Uh, that was not happening very often at all. And it looks like Central Florida just scored a touchdown to tie the game, Mike. Uh, Central Florida is 7-7 seven to seven on the last Apple. time I bet on the freaking birds. You got to be careful, man. Got to be careful. Uh, I want to I also that. break everybody up on the Dynasty Football World Championship. Uh, Dynasty World Championship. Our friend Dave Osraney, who has been on on the program before, he is leading the Dynasty Football World Championship. And I want to bring up a trade. I want to bring up a trade uh, that uh, that happened in that league with Dave. You know, Dave had Dave had um, Julio Jones in that Dynasty World Championship league. And yeah. he had to pull off a big trade because, look, if you're number one overall in the Dynasty World Championship, you got to be thinking to yourself, well, what am I going to, you know, what am I going to do to stay up there? You're number one overall. You got a chance to take this sucker down. And all of a sudden, your star player, Julio Jones, goes out. So what do you do? Well, the beauty of the Dynasty World Championship is you can trade. Davis Rainey, redshirted seniors one, gives up Julio Jones. A 2014 round two and two 2014 round threes. You ready for this? Four. What do you get? Relentless gave up AJ Green. 
So, wow. Julio, a second and two-thirds for A.J. Green, and that was done in order to stay up at the top of the leaderboard. What do you think about that trade? Well, I, you know what? It sounds like uh, the team that got Julio or, or, or the team that got A.J. is the team that wants to win now. Uh, the team that gave up all of those, all of that stuff, uh, they just want to, uh, you know, they're building for the future, even though it's only the first year in the league, but they're built, building for the future, right? Yeah, that's, that's, that's what it is, man. It's, uh, it's, yeah. it's building for the future, and uh, yet you have to at this point, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're one in six or, I mean, one in five on the year, and you, yeah. you look at yourself as a dynasty team, and you, you, you see an opportunity to, to do a lateral move. A.J. Green for Julio is rather lateral. You're picking up a second and two-thirds. Well, yes, it helps the guy that's in your league, but what do you care when you're, when you're at the bottom of the leaderboard anyway? You, you are reloading. You're making your team better. Because, let's face it, you're not any worse with A.J. Green. You may disagree that, you don't, you know, that he may not be – you may not feel he's the best. Uh, but at the end of the day – you know, it is a it's a very lateral move, and then you're you have gonna, a second and two thirds. And you're taking on a uh, Julio Jones and uh, just a bunch of picks, and so hey, I'll take the picks if I'm one in five, and if I'm in that position, uh, sure, I'll take the picks and uh, give up AJ Green and just move on down the road. Yeah. So congratulations and good 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 job for Davis Rainey. Uh, also on the message boards, uh, Cavalier King Charles has been on there. Brother Mayhem has been on there. They're doing a lot of talk about the trading going on uh, in the Dynasty Football World Championship. Brothers Mayhem posted a new thread through the eyes of a Dynasty newbie. They keep talking about posting better lineups. They keep posting those on. And, again, the trades, it's just a very active thread to, uh, to be a part of and, and a great contest overall. We're having a lot of fun with it uh, in the first year of the Dynasty World Championship. If you would like to be part of the Dynasty Football World Championship, the $299 entry fee, but a lot of big prizes are going on there. And uh, you could be the first ever Dynasty King. Every three years, we are going to uh, have the total points of the three-year competition, and we're going to roll that every three years. Whoever scored the most cumulative points in that three-year period is who we call the Dynasty King. And there's a nice little bonus prize associated with that. But every year, we award a Dynasty Football World Champion. And that's going to be pretty exciting to be able to do that for the first year. You know, the first year, look, uh, people might have drafted it like a redraft. But after time, right. who is going to be the Dynasty Football World Championship, uh, the, the Dynasty Football World Champion? That's going to be exciting to watch because are you building a true dynasty or are you just building a team that's going to win now and you're going to have to reload the next year? You know, Scott, uh, you know, that, that's a great, uh, great concept, and we've talked about it before on the show. Uh, you know, I was kind of guilty myself of uh, getting into dynasty leagues and having uh, – pretty good first couple of years and next thing you know I'm falling off the map well that's because I wasn't building and uh so this is this is kind of cool I can't wait for uh three years from now uh to see who the uh dynasty king is um, I mean that's going to be pretty cool all right well we want to start with the uh that was a good run for Louisville right there we want to start with the game from last night real quick recap Seattle at Arizona uh we did call out on the Google Hangout uh, yesterday at FF Central I called out Zach Miller being a sleeper play for the Seahawks because Arizona is the best team uh, in the league against wide receivers, worst team in the league when they're covering tight ends. It's not a real ringing endorsement for Zach Miller, but he was healthy. He did practice this week, and he got in the game and had a nice week. I'll tell you what, I like Andre Ellington as a dynasty option in that game, Mike. Uh, Just watching that game, and again, every single week I watch Andre Ellington. I enjoy watching him play. They, They say he's not built for the carries. But you got to remember, they said the same thing about Jamal Charles. They said the same thing about Jamal Charles, and he proved them wrong. It took him a little bit of time. He didn't do it right out of the gate, but he had a very uh, a style to him. And you, you'll notice that Ellington has the same type of style as a, like a, you know, a Ryan Williams has with a little bit more speed. And Mendenhall has the same style as a Stephan Taylor. Uh, but what you have there, and an Alfonso Smith is there too, uh, but what you have is Mendenhall is kind of slowing down. He's not really uh, an explosive player, you know, at all, and he hasn't been for a while. So if something were to happen to Mendenhall, I think you will see a Stephen Taylor come up there uh, and, and, and get in there. Now, Alfonso Smith actually got some of those receptions that Ellington should have right. got. That was a little bit interesting to watch. I wasn't really predicting that. But, but if something were to happen to Mendenhall, I think Stephen Taylor gets his shot. 
and uh, that would be that would be interesting. Now Carson Palmer has just lost uh, his way, man. He, there's no arm strength there anymore. Very disappointing to watch oh. this year have to suffer through that. You know, that's that's just real disappointing. We thought it was going to be a nice year for Fitzgerald, and it's just not been due to Carson Palmer. Yeah, you know, I, I I thought it was going to be a pretty nice year for all of them, but uh, you know, Palmer, uh, Fitzgerald, uh, even Mendenhall, I really did. But uh, the bottom line is, when you're uh, when you're falling behind, when you're coming from behind all the time, uh, that that leaves no room for Mendenhall, Ellington, uh, and and the whole crew. It's it's just basically the ball passes and. Uh, Who's your best uh, receiver out of the backfield, and who's your best receiver downfield? Roberts caught one or two, but uh, you know they just keep falling. Oh, that was a beautiful pass! Beautiful pass, Teddy. What? Oh, they finally score. Oh no, but he dropped it in there. Just a nice, nice forty-yarder. That figures. So let's get back to important stuff because Louisville can't beat anybody. I mean, they just can't beat them bad the way they need to. They beat but, the SEC uh, last yeah. year, you don't. What else do we have well, to do? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, they team? did. Yeah, last year, you thought yeah, that yeah, Florida was the I'm, best I'm team in the country. I'm sick and tired. Uh, no, no, dude, I'm sick and tired of trying to compare Louisville to the SEC. It won't happen. Let's get back to important stuff. Arizona keeps falling. They keep falling behind, and uh, the only way if you if you if you're a uh, dynasty player or a uh, high stakes player, if you have an Arizona player, the only way you're going to make hay is from Carson Palmer and Fitzgerald. Why are you talking over me? The only thing you've ever had was because I can. You're always able to say SEC, SEC, SEC. Well, we took your best SEC team last year. That's what you said. Florida was the best the, team. The best SEC. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, how, many, how many straight national championships has the SEC won? Anyway, SEC went down. How many? How many? How many? SEC went down. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. You put your best SEC how many, teams up. How many? How many national championships has the SEC won in a row? Yeah, you know why? Because they, that's all they do is they play they play Texas at the end of the year, or they play, no, they each, play other each other. Year, but when they play a team like last year, like Teddy Bridgewater, they get smacked down. They smack down a little bit. That's what the SEC – they need to play outside of their – they play their, their conference all the time. You know, that's all they do. Ladies and, and gentlemen, all, ladies and oh. gentlemen, his blood pressure is up. We've got him. We've got him. We a lot of games to get to, and I can't uh, be hassling with you about your crappy SEC. Uh, <laughs> at Atlanta, let's start there. Like crazy game, crazy game to be talking about. Uh, Matt Ryan. I, I'm curious. I, we, we need to talk to wow. Matt Ryan, the owners, right now. Right now, at this very time, we have to talk to Matt Ryan owners because. They are concerned about starting their quarterback this week. And we need to talk them off the ledge a little bit. If they have a better option, Mike, I want to go through these with you real quick because no okay. Julio, no Roddy White, no Steven Jackson in the backfield. You're counting on Harry Douglas, Drew Davis. You're counting on Tony Gonzalez. Obviously, Tony will get his. And you're counting on uh, a couple of running backs in Snelling and Quiz Rogers. So, the question is, how does this affect Matt Ryan? Now, right now at FF Toolbox, we have him number 11, but I'm not so sure that by Sunday he's still going to be there now with this news of Roddy White not being there. And we wanted to wait until it was official before we moved him. But I'm going to ask you right now, Matt Ryan or RG3? i got to say RG3, especially with him running more and he ran 80 yards last week. I, I, would, I would start RG3. Well, let's uh, you know. Let's look at the numbers. Uh, let's look at the numbers that Vegas gives us. Uh, the over and under uh, in the Washington Bears game is a uh, forty-nine and a half. RG three. The the over and under in the uh, Atlanta Tampa Bay game is forty-three. That's that's six and a half point difference. So obviously uh, Vegas is is expecting uh, a lot more points being scored in the Washington game. Um, so you know you know I wouldn't. I wouldn't jump off the Matt Ryan uh, train right now, but uh, if I was going Matt Ryan or RG3, I think I might go RG3 right now. Yeah. 
Well, look, Matt Ryan, uh, Tony Gonzalez is probably going to be good for at least 120 yards tomorrow or on Sunday. That's what he's going to get. You figure that Quiz Rogers and Snelling, they're going to combine for about 50 or 60 receiving, right? So he's already up to 180. The question is, out of the wide receivers that he has, is there 100 yards there of receiving? Can he get to 280? Not much. And Gonzalez more than a touchdown or two? I mean, otherwise, I mean, he's not a 302 guy this week. He's just not. No. No. No, I agree. And uh, it's a chance for uh, uh, RG3 to be that type of person. Well, tell me, Scott, can RG3 do that? It's not just RG3. I was just going to go down the list. I was going to go to the Ryan Tannehill. I was going to go to the Eli Manning. I was going to go to the Ben Roethlisberger. I was going to go to all these names down here that I would probably look at in starting over Matt Ryan because I'm just a little concerned about what's going to happen in this game. So, uh, again, it's it's something to keep your eye on. I don't look for Harry Douglas to be an all-star, even though he is a former Louisville Cardinal. Uh, let's talk about Tampa Bay on the other side of the ball. Doug Martin has needs to get off the schneid here. Uh, what the and, heck and I, is happening here, Scott? Yeah. What the heck is happening with Doug Martin, man? I, I keep starting him and starting him, and I'm just waiting. Tell me, tell me what's wrong. Well, everybody's waiting, and it starts at the quarterback position. It, it, you know, you have to have a a threat back there that you're. Uh, there's a touchdown. There we go. There's your. There's your second Without touchdown. Second time. We're going here. Uh, 14-7. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater <laughs> leads Louisville on a touchdown drive before the end of the half. There is a flag down after the play. Teddy takes a hit. Uh, okay. Uh, but, look, what are we saying Probably about offensive Atlanta? offensive pass interference. Atlanta ha- doesn't have a very good defense. They do defend the running back a little bit better than the wide receivers. So, if Mike Glennon is going to do it, it has to be this week. This is another – this is a game where, you know, and again, Vincent Jackson and Glennon finally did get some chemistry going last week when they had to because Mike Williams was out. Now, Mike Williams should get back in the game. So things should settle down for this offense. I would not be surprised to see Tampa Bay put up a good game uh, against Atlanta. So uh, I think in my picks, which you can check uh, out on the – and I know that Jason Duvall, Brothers Mayhem, he took me up on the challenge and he put his picks in the, in the, on the message board. Uh, so you can do the same. You, you guys at home can do the same. It's part of the FF Toolbox message boards and the forums. You can go to fftoolbox.com, click on the message boards, and you'll see all of my picks uh, this week for the real, NFL. Real quick, Again, real quick on that game. I'm sorry, Scott, but real quick on that game, uh, Tampa Bay-Atlanta. Atlanta is a six-and-a-half-point favorite, and the over-and-under is 43. One of the lowest uh, over-unders in, uh, for this week. I, man, I just don't see Tampa Bay doing much. I, Ten points, max. Yeah, I've got uh, – I said take the Bucks, uh, and I said take the over. It, and now, there was a note here I put, while plenty of books opened Atlanta at seven and a half, the spread has settled at the key number by midweek of seven. Uh, now, this is when I posted. The totals were between 42 and 43, and it's about 42 and a half, but – I don't know. Yeah. I'm thinking that there's not a lot of defense there in that game, and I think that uh, both sides of the ball will be able to will will be able to move. I'm, I'm looking at like I a hope 20, you're right. 28, I hope you're right. 20, 21, 25 type game. That'd be, uh, that, that sounds good. Let's let's move on. Uh, I, again, I wish uh, if you're a Doug Martin owner, you're just praying that this is the week, and it, you know, hopefully yeah. you're not out of it at this point because I think there's still really good games in him. It's just got to be the offense. It's an entire. That's why it takes a team. Uh, Chicago yep. at Washington, Mike, uh, 1 o'clock game on Fox. RG3, they're talking about getting him the ball uh, out in the space and running the ball a little bit more. And, look, he had, like I said, 79, 80 yards last night or last week. Uh, and the line opened at what, minus one? Yeah, uh, Chicago's my, Chicago minus one and the over and under is 49 and a half. Chicago is minus one. The over/under is forty-nine and a half. Yeah, you know what? In 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 Washington, I can't, I can't, I can't. The Bears in Washington. Um, Why? No, look. I mean, come on. It's it's uh, now. Will will they throw against them? Yeah. Will they run against them? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm just. Uh, I, I think they're, in, they're still in. They're still in competitive mode. These are still grown men out there. They. They're not just going to fold on the season, and most NFL teams don't fold, uh, even if they start slow. They they play they should play well at this point in the season, 
in front of their home fans. I can't, I, I can't, I can't wait till we talk about the Giants. But uh, but this game, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, uh, uh, the Bears, uh, I'm looking forward to a big game from uh, Alshon Jeffrey, a uh, big game from Martellus Bennett, uh, which he's always listed as questionable. But uh, I'm looking for big games from those guys. And, uh, you know, Washington, they're in the NFC least or – Least, east, least, whatever. Uh, it's a division that's terrible. Uh, Washington's defense is not very good. Uh, you know, this game, uh, it's going to be a shootout. And I think Chicago is going to do, you know, what they want, when they want to do it. Yeah, well, you know, look, I mean, and that, that was a game uh, Dallas took care of them, 31-16. Uh, we all got to watch that game. It wasn't uh, an effective second half for the Redskins. Uh, who have they beaten this year? Uh, they beat the Oakland Raiders. They lost to the Lions. They lost to the Packers. And they lost to the Eagles in the opener. Uh, again, they haven't looked good. This is the type of game I expect them to win just based on, if you look at the rest of the schedule, it's Denver, San Diego. You know, then they got Minnesota. They could probably get a win there, but that's in, that's in Minnesota. I expect them to get a win here. Just looking at the, the future of the, the overall schedule as a whole, Scott, I expect Washington Scott. to get a win here. Just, just, just in the fact that these are grown men, man. And they're only if they right. win. But, Mike, if they win on Sunday, they're one game out of the division league. Right. You know, you're correct there. But look at the – you know, if you're looking at the past history this year, uh, how many points have they given up? What's your defense look like? How many points does Chicago score? I mean, this is a recipe for just Chicago just running roughshod over this team. Their secondary yeah. is horrible. Yeah, well, look, Chicago had a good win against Cincinnati. Uh, they barely sca- scraped by Minnesota. They took care of Pittsburgh, which everybody's been taking care of Pittsburgh. Detroit handled them pretty good. And then New Orleans took care of them at home. And then Chicago got the win last week, scraped by the Giants at home in Chicago. So I think you're on the road. It's just a, it's just a little bit tougher. And I think this is the type of NFL game that flip-flops on you. And I think Washington will get the win. Uh, what, do we, what do we know about this game? Jordan Reed, you got to get him into your lineup. Pierre Garçon is obviously already in there. Leonard Hankerson, nah. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want anything to do with that. But I do put yeah. Alshon Jeffrey, even though he didn't get a big game, He's still a guy you got to have in your lineup to put Alshon Jeffrey along with Marshall. Uh, Martellus Bennett, if he plays, of course, has to be in there because he's one of Cutler's favorite, favorite red zone targets. Uh, Matt Forte and Cutler. I think Cutler is a nice start this week. I would start Jay Cutler over Matt Ryan as I continue on my Matt Ryan tirade. Next game yep. on the docket, Mike Dallas at Philadelphia, 1 o'clock game. A uh, w- lot of offense to go around here in what should be a shootout on both sides of the ball. I would also start Nick Foles over Matt Ryan, Mike. Uh, what do you think about this game? Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny. Uh, this over and under is 54 and a half. Dallas's defense is not that bad, but it doesn't look like uh, DeMarcus Ware is going to play. Uh, Philly is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, I, love, I-, I love Dallas plus the points. I mean, you know, yeah, I love Foles. Uh, I, I love the way he plays. I love uh, Shady. As long as he can incorporate uh, Shady McCoy and uh, um, Deshaun Jackson, I mean, there's going to be a lot of scoring going on, but I still like Dallas plus a two-and-a-half. And if I'm a betting guy, I'm going to take Dallas in the money line. This is a game where Nick Foles should have a huge uh, week. Dallas is the worst in the league at allowing opposing quarterbacks if you watch out for the DraftKings contest, our weekly contest uh, here at FF Toolbox, you can definitely get uh, Nick Foles on the cheap. And, uh, look, again, Tony Romo and Dez is obviously in your lineup. A couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago, I called out Terrence Williams on SiriusXM yes, on the Roto Experts show to be a sleeper, somebody that you should be looking that could be a difference maker, and he has turned into being a difference maker. Mike, Terrence Williams is a must-start against Philadelphia unless you are completely loaded at the wide receiver position, uh, but he should at least ball, yeah. he should at least qualify as your flex player, Mike. Because look at the quality of uh, of reps and snaps that this kid is putting in. It's very impressive for this. Yeah, absolutely. I, I got one of uh, one of my good friends. He's a big Philly fan, and he is just worried to death about uh, uh, Terrence Williams and Joseph Randall, which I know you picked up in uh, in one of our local leagues. Uh, He's worried. I mean, these two guys can just go go nuts. And so, uh, 
you know, this game, the 54-and-a-half point spread, or the 54-and-a-half uh, over and under, um, that seems seems about right. Uh, the only thing I would be concerned a little bit about is Miles Austin did come back, and I want to tell everybody about the snap counts. 37 snaps for Terrence Williams, 35 for Miles Austin. It was pretty much a dead heat. Uh, so you got to be careful with that. Don't get too carried away. Uh, but, look, Terrence Williams does have the big play ability. So if, if you have the, the who do I start, you know, let me know, and, I'll, uh, and, and we'll, uh, we'll work on it or we can, uh, we can get you some help uh, from some of the best high-stakes pros in the country. Uh, they're talking to us all the time. So, I got a who do uh, I start real quick, but we'll, we'll talk about it as the games roll along. Yeah, What's yeah, let's, let's, get to, let's get you who do I start, Tim. We just, we're just really uh, – we've got to get through these games. Zach Ertz and Brent Selleck, if you're watching the, the snap count for Zach Ertz, all you dynasty players out there, be on the lookout. His time is coming. Uh, the snaps continue to go up. They've climbed every single week until now. Uh, he was the more targeted tight end. He had 48 snaps or 52 snaps to 53 for Brent Selleck. So the tide is turning. Zach Ertz is getting out on the field. And he had, I think he had, not a, the, the tight end position as a whole didn't get a lot of targets, but he had more targets than Brent Selleck. So be on the lookout for Zach Ertz to kind of break out. Well, it's in about this. time. It, yeah, it, it, it has taken it has taken a little bit of time for Zach Ertz to get there, but he's always been the uh, uh, the throw to tight end, and Brent Selleck's always been the blocking tight end. So it's going to be uh, Ertz's turn. He might he he, he may make a difference in uh, in some of these big leagues, uh, you know, down the road in the playoffs. Now you did reference that I did pick up Joe Randall in the uh, in our local league, and that's correct. And that team is desperate for running backs. But I'm I'm going to tell you, Mike. Uh, since that time, the tide has turned a little bit for me, and I'm I'm predicting that Philip Tanner will have more carries than you think in this game. Uh, I don't know exactly how this is going to shake out. I'm not so confident that – I mean, look, I think Dallas is not going to be able to really establish a run game in this one because Philly keeps the pedal to the metal in the offense. I think Dallas has to kind of do the same thing in this game. They're going to go back and forth. It's going to be a shootout, you know, uh, as evidenced by the over-under in this game. So I think what I, what I, what's going to happen is Philip Tanner is going to have more carries than you think, and I'll bet it's closer to a 50-50 split than most people think, Mike. So be very careful with Joseph Randall. Especially if you're counting yeah, on him. You know, that, 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 that's a very good point. Which, uh, if you're a uh, Jason Witten owner, then, wow, that, that, that's got to make you feel good right now. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, not much has changed for uh, Mr. Witten. So, uh, yep, Romo will have a big day. D-Jax, Dez, all those guys are going to be monsters, as usual, McCoy. New England at the Jets, Mike. New England gets their party back. Uh, the Gronk is back. And what will this mean for the Jets? Pain. In the words of Clubber Lang, pain. Uh, that's what it means. Uh, the back, he's good for a touchdown in your lineups. He's good uh, for maybe, and, and that'll probably happen early on. I, I just look. There is a, there's some things you can do, and there's some things you can't do. One of those things is you can't cover Tony Gonzalez. Uh, another thing is you can't cover Rob Gronkowski. These are difficult, if not impossible, things to do. Now we saw some great defense applied by the Patriots on Jimmy Graham uh, the other week, but then he had an injury, so that counted into the second half there. But one of the things you can't do is you can't guard Rob Gronkowski, no matter how good your defensive front right. is. Uh, it's something you just can't do. They can force it in there all day long, and he, and he can move in space and get out there and go. Uh, so, look, uh, there's, there's a couple of things here. You've got all these wide receivers that you have question marks about. Danny Amendola is not going to be there. Steven Ridley, you still can't trust him, even though he looked good. Uh, he looked excellent phenomenal on limited snaps. I want to bring that up. It was limited snaps that really did his damage, Mike. Uh, if, if you yep. go back and look at the distribution of the backs and the snaps that went out, uh, Ridley did it on 37 offensive snaps. Bolden did it, had 41. LeGarrette Blunt had 22. So he's just middle of the pack. But what he did with those 37 snaps was 20 carries and all, uh, 100 yards or so, and, a, and, a, and what, two touchdowns? I, I, it was a big, big day for Stephen Ridley. Uh, you can't count on that. Not against the Jets. You cannot count on Stephen Ridley. What you can count on is the Gronk and some combination of Aaron Dobson, Julian Edelman, and Ken Brawl Tompkins. I don't know what combination that is to tell you. I'm not smart enough to predict the weather 
That's what it's like in New England. <laughs> On the death side of the ball, I'm going to give you a sleep. Like Chris Ivory is looking good. Goodson is out. I predict Goodson will have more fantasy points this week than Bilal Powell. Uh, wow. You know, I don't know about that. You know, I think uh, I think Kendrell, Kendrell Tompkins, uh, he looks pretty good in this game. Um, I, You know, I, New England's a three-and-a-half-point favorite, uh, but, you know, I see this being a field goal game, and it just comes right down to uh, whichever team is going to make the plays. Uh, New England, well, they're, they're not showing me snaps. anything. Dobson had 79 snaps to Kenbrell's 58, to Edelman's 47, to Amendola's 49, okay? If you want to just go by the numbers, the offensive system that they put themselves in, Aaron Dobson was out on the field more. So, uh, look, even though we've seen a lot of drops by Aaron Dobson, they drafted him this high for a reason. They want to use him. So, big catch, and I know Kenbrell was the talk of the preseason, but right now Aaron Dobson is getting you 20 more snaps, and that, that means something. So you yeah, got to be careful. No doubt. I see. Uh, I see uh, Aaron Dodson and Kimbrell Tompkins uh, both getting more uh, targets and touches uh, than Gronk. Honestly, I, th- I think Gronk will be eased in, and uh, and we'll go from there. But uh, this game right now, I mean, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this, but the Jets are going to be right in it because Geno Smith is learning how to manage uh, manage his offense and. That's huge. Yeah, we've got a question in the chat room from Brothers Duvall. Uh, Brothers Mayhem, he says, "Does Scott, does Dobson lose his targets with Gronk returning? Should we be selling on Dobson now, Dynasty? No, he's still a rookie. That's, no, they just no. Drafted, drafted no. Him for that. Uh, the, the, the question, I guess, that you, you want to ask yourself is, how does it shake out for maybe somebody like Austin Collie? Is he even going to get on the field very much? Uh, I, you know, he, there, you've got – you got these, these these receivers have a history of being on the injury report, and you know Amendola hasn't been able to really stay healthy. Uh, Amendola is the one that I think everybody kind of got hyped up about and yeah. knew the risk going in, but went ahead and drafted him with his upside based on upside, and I think that's what's burning. I think that's burning him. I think you do sell on Amendola because I don't see how this kid can just stay on the field. It's just it's just that kind of a just that kind of a thing for him. So. Uh, it, it, whew, uh, tough game here, Mike. What's the over under the spread? Uh, the, the three and a half. It looks like it's three and a half and uh, forty three and a half. Yeah, forty three and a half and three and a half. Okay. Now I the game opened at three and a half at the win. I have it in as high as four and a half at Stratosphere. Settled in at four across midweek in Vegas. And they say that New England has covered easily in its last two trips to New York to play the Jets. Is it the same old Jets? I don't know. Like that? uh, I know, got, but, uh, man, the one Jets one look a little bit different it, right it now. Spread. It could go either way. I say take the pass and the under. That's a safe play. I put it as one-star plays. Pass and the under. Just play it safe. You know? Yeah. Yep. Go out on a limb. Uh, Buffalo at Miami. Miami coming off a of bye week, Mike. Miami's coming off the bye week. Lamar Miller, Mike Wallace, Tannehill, all these guys should kind of get rolling, especially the offense. Tannehill, Wallace, and uh, who's your other boy? Hartline on the other side. They should really oh, get uh, going yeah. against because Buffalo cannot handle uh, the wide receivers. If you look at the points allowed reports, I think you've had enough time to really let some of those sink in. And uh, points allowed for Buffalo, uh, they're one of the worst in the league at covering wide receivers, right behind Philadelphia at 34 points non-PPR a game, uh, closer to 50 uh, in PPR. So lots of points to go around for Mike Wallace and Brian Hartline this week. Lamar Miller has a shot at getting it going. Tannehill definitely should have a good day. What do you think about this Thad Lewis, Mike? I kind of enjoyed watching it. I was like, wow. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm getting my all my game action set up. I got the big screen with the game center on going. I have all eight games up at one time. I got my uh, I got my live scoring going on my tablet, and I got direct Sunday Red Zone on my on my laptop. So I got everything going, and all of a sudden I'm watching Thad a little punch one in the end zone. I'm like, what the heck is going on, Thad? <laughs> cool. You know, he's pretty exciting in that uh, you know they got a wide receiver, a young wide receiver that's uh, you know that's doing a lot of things too. I mean, I mean he's for real. 
but this game, uh, Miami's minus seven and four three. I mean, <laughs> it just uh, you know it just tells me that uh, Buffalo's not going to score much because Miami. Let's face it, Miami does have a very good defense. Uh, but I'm not so sure if Lamar Miller is going to put up points like we're talking about. Uh, but uh, this Lewis kid, I, I mean, I think he might uh, he might throw for one, but that's about all I see out of Buffalo. Yeah, we have to uh, – look, Spiller and Jackson, Miami can definitely be run on. Uh, if you're Buffalo, you got to keep it where you, where you have a chance and where they have a chance at running the ball. And uh, I think they need to do a lot of that, do a lot, do a lot, do a lot, have Chandler involved. Uh, that's the way you're going to try to beat the Dolphins this week. Dolphins are going to throw it on you, and they're going to get it going, and they're going to try to get Lamar Miller out there. But Buffalo is going to run the ball. We should see a lot of Fred Jackson, and to to what extent C.J. Spiller, although he has not been 100%, he's still not 100%. It's a very it's a shame uh, that he's still out there and playing and hobbling. Yeah, it's kind of like the Roddy White situation where Roddy should not have been playing those first couple of weeks. I almost feel like if Spiller would have just taken a couple of weeks to get right he'd be okay by now. Uh, instead, he's kind of just a 50-50 guy with Fred Jackson and ruining fantasy owners and uh, teams everywhere. St. Louis at Carolina. St. Louis completely wow. laid the wood That's last the one week. I want to talk about. The wood last week. Uh, so did Carolina. Both teams. And, and I think, Mike, you called Carolina out for that win. You know, that I remember that, yeah. that call there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cam Newton looked good. But I'll tell you what. I got Zach Stacy. I looked up about every time I looked up from uh, the laptop or the computer and I, and I heard a big play going off, it was Zach Stacy just running through the line. And I was impressed by this kid. I had to watch some of it a, a second time just to make sure I was seeing it. And, guys, for, this guy's for real. Uh, I think they found themselves a running back. Yeah, I think so too, Scott. And, uh, you know, Carolina Carolina's a real good team. Uh, they're showing it. And people – you know, they're kind of flying under the radar, and uh, I know Cam Newton's loving the fact. But, uh, you know, when you're going against St. Louis, uh, here's a guy, uh, one guy that I've been thinking about and talking about is uh, Tavon Austin. Uh, you know, I've you know, i been starting him every week in, uh-huh. in one league or another, but uh, he just is not producing. Uh, wh- you know, what's your thoughts on Tavon Austin, Scott? Well, it's just a typical rookie year. You can't uh, – you, you, this is what a typical rookie does. But you do have standouts at the position that proved in years that they were wide receiver rookies that they could do it. Percy Harvin was one that comes to mind. Deshaun Jackson is another. Eddie Royal, these guys really had great rookie years. But you really don't expect your rookie wide receivers to catch on to the playbook and to the system and to the speed of the game and everything you know, until year two and year three. And so this is just what you have to do in a dynasty. You've just got to hang on on a redraft. You know, uh, look, if you have the space in a 20-man roster, go ahead and hang on to him. Nothing hurts, uh, especially if you can't find something. But, you know, I'm all for take, taking and, and hanging on to a guy like that, and maybe you can get it going. It's like a Corderell Patterson. Great talent. Going to be great. Yeah, I, exactly. Exactly. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Have to be patient. Zach Stacy on 34 snaps, gentlemen, 18 carries, four and a half yards of carry against Houston, now, he didn't get in the end zone, and he didn't get a lot of work out of the backfield, but that's because they really didn't have to. They just kind of pounded it. And that's what – but every game is not going to be like that. At Carolina, it's going to be a little bit of a different story, uh, you know. And the week before, he looked good, too. Now, Carolina's a little bit tougher, uh, uh, more difficult uh, against Stingier. running backs. But I, still, what I saw from him, he was going through and taking the contacts, and he was moving forward. The kid's got some game, and I'm excited to see him get his chance. He's clearly the best back on the roster. On Carolina, do we have anything to talk about? Look, Brandon LaFell, don't get carried away with Brandon LaFell. Three and four catches. He's going to have his best year he's ever had, right? This is his third year. He's going to have his best year. Probably about 50, 55 catches or something like that, and maybe, you know, a half a dozen touchdowns. But that's about all he's going to get you. He's not somebody you can count on every week, although he could have uh, a decent I game. I wouldn't mind plugging him in. He, he could have a decent game this week. St. Louis yeah. can be beaten in the air. And let's face it. If Steve Smith doesn't do it this week, he's not going to do it. If Steve no, Smith doesn't do no, it, he's not going to do it because he's had plenty of opportunities while healthy to get something going, and he's gotten well. Now I wouldn't say I wouldn't say if he if he doesn't do it this week, then he's not going to do it. Steve Smith, he's kind of a you know he's kind of weird kind of cat, but uh, you know I mean. Uh, 
He'll show up, but uh, Brandon LaFell, I, I really like Brandon LaFell moving forward in this year, in this particular year. Dynasty-wise, no, not not whatsoever. But uh, I really, uh, you know, this team has a lot of potential right now, and they're showing it. Well, he's 34 years old, and, uh, you know, he did get that touch uh, from Cam Newton. But uh, 20 yards receiving, 60 yards receiving, 40 yards, 52 yards, and 51 yards. Those are the totals for Steve Smith. He's had one game of 60 yards in five tries. Uh, not not good for a 34-year-old wide receiver. So, yeah, LaFell has some opportunity. Uh, Olsen has been in the boot, uh, but he will he will go. That's, I think that's just precautionary a little bit. Urinal Mint in the chat room. I'm done with Carolina and the offense. Burn me too many times. I hear you. I hear you. That's how I feel right there, man. Uh, we've got a couple more games here, Mike. Actually, we've got, oh, wow, 15 minutes left, eight games to go. Here we go. Cincinnati at Detroit. What do we say about Joe Foria? I mean, are we going to just go ahead and call him uh, Chris Carter? He catches touchdowns. That's what he does. Still not ready to be counted on. But Pettigrew uh, is not even really startable right now. He's not getting uh, the, the workload, the targets. Uh, but what I really want to talk about, is the wide receiver position there, Mike. What in the world do we make of Chris Durham getting the most work out of all of the Detroit Lion wide receivers and Calvin Johnson with still injury concerns? Well, something's working between Stafford and Durham. You know, it's real real obvious. Something is working there, and they're going to continue to work it. Uh, The one thing that I'm, I'm anxious to see is Cincinnati, you know, they win and then they lose. They win, they lose. Uh, Cincinnati's, they're a real good team. I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals are a real good team. But they win and lose. So I really, uh, I like uh, Detroit. I like Stafford in this game. I like uh, uh, Durham. I love Durham in this game. And, uh, you know, over and under is 46 and a half, and uh, Detroit's favored by two and a half. So, you know, I, I, I just really think Detroit's going to win this game. Well, Stafford, uh, college roommate of Chris Durham's, uh, back at, you know that that that's the that's the story there that you know buddies. Um, yeah. Again, I, I don't know about the age the, the age difference there, but uh, eight receptions on thirteen targets, eighty three yards. Calvin Johnson only playing thirty eight snaps. Uh, that's 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 the issue uh, with him only playing yeah. limited snaps. It's not going to um, it's not going to work uh, for Calvin Johnson owners no. uh, for any of us. Um, so look, this is um, this I is think, the uh, same. I think I, I, I will say this, Scott. I think Giovanni Bernard will have a big game for Cincy. Uh, I don't see Ben Jarvis Green Ellis uh, getting the red zone chances, but I do see uh, Gio Bernard uh, getting a lot of chances out of the field, you know, in the old field against uh, Detroit. I do, I do love Bernard. Yeah, Bernard's, uh, Bernard's a must-start at this point, uh, no matter what kind of workload he gets because he's explosive. He can take one to the house. It's sort of like Joy Cabell, who has been practicing this week and is the clear number two behind Reggie Bush. Now, they did say that LaShore was going to get a little bit more work, uh, and he's excited for it. Uh, and I thought maybe this they're going to get him a little bit more work before the trade deadline. Somebody like him – and a Ryan Williams, you know, teams like the Giants might say, hey, what's going on over there? You know, I did hear a trade rumor right. that involved Carolina the other day that said Jonathan Stewart for Hakeem Nix. That would be interesting. If you, if you have uh, Jonathan Stewart on the waiver wire, you might want to pick him up, see what happens before the trade deadline. If it doesn't happen, then you dump him, you know. Uh, but yeah. it would be something to see another big lumbering back in there for, uh, for the Giants. But anyway, yeah, I love Giovanni Bernard. He's our skyrocket uh, announced running back of the year. And uh, Joy Cabell is a guy that can also take one to the house. So we like Durham. Uh, we like Stafford. Uh, Calvin, if, he's, if he plays, you have to start him, although we don't think he's more than a, a wide receiver, a, a low-end wide receiver one right now because of the fact that he's just not playing that much. It's not, uh, it's not fair. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then A.J. Green, definite must start. The tight ends are kind of killing each other. Eifert and Gresham, they're not really startable at all because of that. Uh, one of these days, one of them will be, but just not yet. And then Dalton. Dalton is another guy against Detroit. I would probably start over Matt Ryan. That's uh, that's the story. Uh, San Diego at Jacksonville. Rivers, I'm definitely starting over uh, over Ryan. Uh, Chad Henney 
I'm considering starting over Matt Ryan because he's going to have a big day against that San Diego defense that, that allows tons and tons and tons of points uh, to the quarterback position, Mike. San Diego is the fourth worst in the league at allowing points to the quarterbacks. That will continue against the new target leader in the National Football League in Justin Blackman. Uh, Mike, who do you like more in this game, Justin Blackman or Keenan Allen? Because both these guys are just absolutely putting the world on yeah. fire. Yeah, they're they're both on fire. I mean, it's been it's been a lot of fun to watch uh, both of them. Uh, Justin Blackman, let's face it, this kid has immense talent, and uh, he's just trying to show it on a bad team. Uh, but San Diego's Keenan Allen will he'll, he'll definitely outscore uh, Justin this week, uh, just on the pure fact that Keenan's on a better team, and uh, San Diego's defense they've already shown what they can do. San Diego is creepy good. You better watch these guys. They are creepy good. Keenan Allen topped 100 yards receiving for the second straight week, also added a touchdown in the win over the Colts. And he's a, he's the real deal. He's a solid number two. I remember them comparing him to Reggie Wayne in the uh, – remember when we talked about him in the offseason, they compared him to Reggie Wayne, and he's he's playing like a star in the league, Mike. He, he really understands what's going on, yeah. and he's, uh, he's getting it. I do like Ryan Matthews this week if you're, if you're hurting – uh, not even if you're hurting. I think the guy uh, the guy looked good this past week against the Colts, and the, they kept the Colts off the field. That's what the Colts are going to have to do to Denver if they want to if they want to win that game uh, or to stay in it. You're going to have to try to keep the offense off the field. But that's what they did against the Colts. They kept them off the field, and that's all you saw was Ryan Matthews yeah. and Danny Woodhead just pounding away at the sucker Danny man. Woodhead, both, right. both those guys are are, are are pretty good starters. Now he did limp off the field in the third quarter. Ma- uh, Ryan Matthews against the Colts, and he was able to check back in the game. But it looks like he's good to go. 100-yard game for Ryan Matthews. The problem is he's not getting reception. So you do you trust him to right. get into the end zone? If he gets into the end zone, is the only way you can trust him. Because he's not going to well, get reception. Who do you trust more? Who's going to Woodhead? I'm, yeah, who do you trust more right now? Uh, if you're uh, you know, Ryan Matthews or Danny Woodhead, if you had both of them looking at you, who would you start? Well, Woodhead has not punched one in yet this year. He has a couple of receiving touchdowns. But, look, the receptions are very powerful in PPR. He's, PPR, averaging, six, he's averaging six receptions a game uh, yep. for about 40 yards a game, and he's averaging another 25 yards a game rushing. So that's 60. So he's averaging 12 points a game basically just for doing nothing and not getting in the end zone. Yeah. So I don't see – I don't see how you can't start Danny Woodhead first. But if you have Woodhead right. or if you have uh, Ryan Matthews and you're hurting and you're on, you got some guys on by this week, you know, it wouldn't be too bad to put him in as a flex. Uh, MJD, I'm sorry, there's not there hasn't been a lot there this year. And look, he wasn't on our well, radar. We didn't draft him anywhere. We didn't tell you to draft him. If you listen to this show, well, you probably got, have him on the squad. I uh, do have him in one of the Rotobos and yeah. uh, San Diego was the number one defense in the league against running backs. If you didn't know that already, San Diego is the number one defense in the league against yep. running backs. You don't start your running backs against San Diego this year. Uh, Chad Henney, big game for DraftKings players. Get him in your lineups uh, for the salary cap uh, the salary cap game. San Francisco at Tennessee, Mike. I don't really have anything to talk about, although Gore has lit up um, AFC teams. The last four or five times he's played them, he's had 100 yards and a touchdown against AFC teams. Very interesting little note there. Uh, if you're thinking about yeah, Frank Gore, lights up the AFC. Yeah, th- this is good. Actually, this is going to be a pretty interesting game uh, with uh, those uh, mid-range uh, guys that drafted your Gore and your uh, uh, Chris Johnson, your Anquan Bowden, uh, guys like that. You know, uh, where, where do these guys sit in this game? Because uh, they haven't shown up. Uh, Anquan Bowden did the first week, but uh, since then there hasn't been much. And uh, so, I, you know, I, I think Frank Gore does okay. I think Chris Johnson does okay, but that's about it. I don't really see anything uh, that's uh, uh, jumping out at me fantasy point wise uh, in this game. Well, Vernon Davis should jump out at you. He's uh, with the, after the game that he had, uh, people uh, like it's 40, 40 burgers in fantasy, and I think I think Vernon Davis can do that at any time. He he was unstoppable in camp, and he's had a couple of games with Kaepernick where he's been unstoppable. So I think you have to try to get him involved some more because there is no wide receiver on this team that's really going to cause damage. Bolden gets it done when 
when you throw the ball to him and, and he can just um, he, he just kind of bodies up. He doesn't get separation. Green Bay is not good against uh, the wide receivers this year. You've seen that. Um, so week one, when he went off, that's kind of why. We're kind of figuring that out. Yeah. Um, but they need Michael Crabtree and Vernon Davis in this offense to really work. They need that option uh, run game from Kaepernick to really work. And I'm not so sure it's going to work against Tennessee, who's a pretty good defense. Uh, they're, they're a little under underappreciated, I think. And, and definitely uh, this is not a team that you want to challenge against wide receivers. They are the number well, one race defense against wide receivers in the league. So you don't start your ankle on Bolton this week. Yeah, it makes sense because uh, it's this game is one of the uh, – I'm looking down through the line. It's the second uh, lowest over and under at 40. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. <laughs> makes this sense. This is going to be Frank Gore, Vernon Davis, and Kaepernick. That's all that is startable on the San Fran side. On the Tennessee side, I'm not sure anybody uh, is startable on that team, and that's a, right. that's a shame. You know, they're just really not – they don't have much going – at this point, and, and uh, you know, this is about the time where a couple games from now you're going to start to ask yourself, should we get Justin Hunter involved a little bit more to see what the kid has, and that's about the right. time. Right. Good, good run. Good run for Louisville. Good run for Louisville. Uh, Houston at Kansas uh, what, City. What's the score in the Louisville game real quick? Yeah, it's still 14-7. Houston at Kansas City. We got. I got to fly right through these, Mike. Uh, we right. had a question. In, Come uh, on, Charles. On, we had a question from Twitter, Ridley, Bo, or Greg Jennings. Ugh, that just tells you how far Bo has fallen. Uh, good friend Ben Standing uh, brought that up the other day. I, I think I would start Greg Jennings in that, with that Twitter question. Uh, Jamal Charles, well, you definitely I would start, start Bo. Bo. I'm, not, I'm not feeling Dwayne Bo at all. And uh, Houston, I would a big start Bo and Vernon Jennings. A big game for the Kansas City defense. And Houston has to lean on Arian Foster because that's all they have right now. Andre Johnson. Oh, touchdown, Lowell. There you go. 21-7. Uh, right, Houston, Houston doesn't have much right now. Uh, they, they, Like you said, they got to lean on Arian Foster. But, uh, I, I, you know, Houston's defense, let's face it, they haven't been that great. So I'm really expecting a big game out of Jamal Charles. Mike, we got three minutes left in the program. Baltimore at Pittsburgh, defensive slugfest. I do think that uh, Baltimore does allow passing yards through the air. You can get Antonio Brown involved. You will get Heath Miller involved. Nothing wrong with starting Antonio Brown, Heath Miller, Emmanuel Sanders, and Ben Roethlisberger. I, I look for Pittsburgh to get a win here, and they've got momentum off of one win, as weird as that sounds. They, will, they do have some momentum. You definitely start Ray Rice. You start Torrey Smith, although reluctantly. I don't think he's going to have a very good week against Pittsburgh. Uh, and maybe somebody – Candon Dawson or Jacoby Jones gets going. The word on the street is that Dennis Pitt is coming back week nine, Mike. Even though Baltimore's not talking about it, Dennis Pitt is going to be back week nine from what I hear. So uh, be watching for that. Cleveland that was- day. Josh Gordon should be a monster. Jordan Cameron should be okay. And then on the other side of the ball, we got to talk about Jarrett Boykin, Mike. I'm going to give you the floor here because Jarrett Boykin is gets the cleanup and the mop of duty from from Randall Cobb and possibly James Jones. Finley is in a put up or shut up week uh, for Jermichael Finley. Systems are systems, Scott. I've been talking about it forever. Boykin will fit just fine with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, he's going to find Boykin with no problem. Yep. Well, Jarrett Boykin has got to be in your lineup, period, point blank, in the story. Yep. yep. Uh, and, uh, look, I like Albania. I like him for receptions. He kind of fits that Andre Ellington mold, but a little bit better uh, at this point in, in his career. Uh, not as fast, but a little bit more well-rounded. It could carry a bigger workload. So, Albania in the draft, draft King salary cap games. Denver at Indy. It's the game we've all been waiting for all season long. Yep. Like the hype and the buildup of Peyton Manning taking it back to the city that he built uh, and the stadium that he built. And there's a lot of hype in this game. The, the thing is this, Mike, he only scored two touchdowns last week, but that's because that's what he wanted to do. He could have scored five or six if he wanted, but he gave them to Moreno. So really, at the end of the day, it all comes down to, does he want to punish the Colts and put it on them? Or does he want to come and say after the game in the, in the press box and in the interviews, hey, this is a team game. It's not about me. It's, it's all, as long as we get the W. What do you think he does? Well, Peyton Manning takes a high road all the time. Uh, he, he really does. Uh, you know, Denver's six-and-a-half-point favorite. I think Denver crushes Indy in this game. I'm calling it 49-17. to 17. All right. 
Don't forget Reggie Wayne in this game, guys. I know you're going to get him started anyway. I know you're going to get Hilton in there. Fleener is not somebody you can really trust right now, unfortunately. But uh, the, everybody on Denver, you're starting in your game. So there's not a lot to talk about from a fantasy perspective. This is a fantasy show, not an NFL show. Minnesota at the Giants. Oh, geez, Adrian Peterson, you got in your lineup. Ruben Randall yeah. has been the star, and Brandon Jacobs should punish the Vikings. Mike, that's all the time we have. Good. I hope you, I hope your spread covers tonight because Louisville, you know, they're they're trying to trying to remain undefeated. And uh, look, let them cover. Bottom. Let them cover and uh, love the crew and uh, love love all what you got. You've been listening to Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.